You're listening to Soul Sense, the show that simplifies spirituality. This podcast is your modern guide to soul growth, manifestation, healing, and magic. Let's go on this journey together. Get ready to awaken your soul sense and watch the magic unfold. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Sense with Silkina. I'm Silkina. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for this episode and I'm so excited that you're here. So last week, I spoke briefly about how to tap into our soul sense, which is essentially our sixth sense or our intuition. We all have a soul, right? I mean, we can we can agree on that. So we can all cultivate this soul sense. And I really wanted to dedicate an entire episode on this because it is so important to harness your soul sense, your intuition, and listen to it. Okay, before we begin, let's talk about what intuition is. So the dictionary definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. I honestly thought I would need to redefine it before I googled this uh, definition, but I don't. I really, I really love that definition, and I love how they're like. It's basically when you make decisions unconsciously. <laughs> you know, um, your unconscious mind is so powerful. But if I were to add some words into that uh, definition, I guess I would say that um, intuition is is a deep knowing. It's your gut feeling. And it's important to know that we are all born with this inner knowing. But over time, we just somehow learn to shut it out. You know, we we learned to use our left brain a little more. And this is the part of the brain that's very analytical and loves to have the facts uh, laid out. Um, there's nothing wrong uh, with this, but when you're too much in your mind and you're too much in your brain, sometimes you do lose uh, the big picture. You tend to focus so much on the small details that you forget to see the whole point of anything, you know? Um, this is when you overthink or you overanalyze. And I'm a Virgo, so I'm definitely guilty of this from time to time. But over the years, I have really learned to honor my intuition, my deep knowing, and my gut. Uh, in the last episode, I spoke briefly about the ways in which we block our intuition, not all the ways, but some of them. Uh, one of the ways is when we give too much power to external sources. And that's basically the complete opposite of tapping into your soul sense because you're allowing something or someone else to make decisions for you. And before we get into the tips, I also want to talk uh, briefly about fear versus intuition because when I talk about intuition, uh, people always ask me how how do we know if it's intuition or, or if we're just biased or if it's fear that's stopping us from doing what we want to do. And I used to be very confused about this as well. But the simple explanation is 
and I believe I got this from Marie Forleo. She says, fear feels constrictive and intuition feels expansive. So when you're too much in your head and uh, fearful, this will seem like a downward spiral. Like you feel so scared and you feel like you're making wrong decisions and you'll be punished for making this wrong decision that could totally ruin your life. Intuition, on the other hand, is very gentle. It just feels right. And you you will definitely not feel scared. You know, I mean, feeling nervous is normal. That's fine. But you don't go into a spiral. And sometimes with fear as well comes um, a lot of guilt. And I speak from experience, you know, but with intuition, it's nothing like that. And I'll talk more about how you can learn to feel what's right and what's not in your body. Okay, so let's get started with the first tip. The first way to strengthen our intuition or soul sense is by using tarot cards, angel cards, or oracle cards. In the last episode, I talked about using this excessively. And that is the same thing as giving away your power. But when you use uh, these cards correctly, tarot, for example, is amazing for harnessing your intuition. I work with tarot more than um, oracle cards or angel cards, but I love them too. But I used to draw a card every day for myself to see the energy of the day and what I can expect. But uh, now that I've been working on strengthening my soul sense in other ways, I find that I don't need to draw a card every day anymore. Tarot is amazing because it triggers your intuitive abilities. So when we read tarot, there's a lot of symbolisms and signs that we can uh, look out for in the imagery of the cards. And this is why different tarot readers wow, that's so hard to say, tarot readers, um, will resonate differently for everyone. Because when you read intuitively, you almost get different feelings and meanings from the cards. Of course, there's a universal meaning for each card, but telling a story with tarot will be different for everyone. For example, let's take the fool card in the tarot. This card is all about innocence, new beginnings, new adventures, and just about being excited to begin again. So I could be drawn to the fool's dog, for example, you know, in the Rider Waite Smith deck, um, which is the standard one that a lot of people use. There's a little dog on the side, and this dog could represent warning. So I could be drawn to that, and I would say to my client that it's amazing you're starting this new venture, but try not to be reckless or try not to be careless. Another tarot reader could look at the same card and be drawn to his posture, for example, you know, which is a man with a small white pouch or whatever that is on his back. And he's looking up at the sun with a lot of wonder and excitement. And this reader could say, you're in for a wonderful ride. So both of us are not wrong. They're just different interpretations. So when you work on your intuition with these cards, you will be nudged in these little ways. You'll start to pay attention to signs and symbols that could mean something to you personally. And I believe that there are no coincidences. And I believe that guidance comes to us differently. So when you're relying on your intuition completely, your tarot reading 
I don't know if this is like a personal opinion, but I also think it's like a universal one. But I I believe that if you read tarot with your intuition completely, um, your reading will at least be 95% accurate. Because I believe that when you get a tarot reading, it's always because you were supposed to hear those messages anyway if that makes sense. Also, when you're using tarot to enhance your intuition, try not to ask the same questions again and again and again. So usually when a client comes to me and asks me the same question like within two to three weeks, I usually don't like to give the reading because tarot is energy work, right? And energy needs time to unfold. So if you keep asking the same question and, you know, drawing different cards or even sometimes the tarot will literally keep showing you the same cards to get the message across. But if you keep asking the same question, it means that you're just not accepting the answer that the universe has for you or spirit or whatever you want to call it. So for example, if you want to know when the love of your life is coming to your life and you draw a card, if it's not a card that you quote unquote like, you're probably going to ask the same question again and again until you get to a card that you like. But that's not how tarot works. There's been so many times where I would ask a question and I would get, you know, like the three of swords. So if you know tarot, that's basically like three swords piercing a heart. It's not the best card to get. And before I used to reshuffle and be like, mm, I want to know like, I want to have a confirmation. I want to know if you really meant that. And then it's like the tower and it's like, fuck, okay, you know, fine, I get it. You know, this is not for me right now. And also in a way that's kind of like not honoring your soul sense, not honoring your intuition because once you ask a question, you just have to trust that the card that comes out is for you. And even if it doesn't make sense right now, it will begin to make sense with time, which is why if you keep asking the same question and getting different cards, you're not going to get an accurate answer because you're going to be confused. Like you don't even know which reading to focus on. You know, like reading A told me that everything is going to be okay. Then reading B is like, maybe not. And reading C is like, oh, just kidding. It's going to be fine. And then you do another reading and it's like, kind of not, you know, it's, it gets very confusing. So just trust that the card that pops up is the card for you. And that's it. Even if your left brain cannot make sense of this card, just accept that's the message that you need to hear at that point in time. Okay. The second tip is to use plant magic. Plants are magical plant magic. <laughs> they have personalities and consciousness. There are so many ways to use plants to enhance our intuition. The well-known ones are, you know, the psychedelic plants like mushrooms or ayahuasca. But to open our intuition, um, I think these need to be taken in a ritualistic setting with the right people and the right amount because it's so easy to abuse those plants. And those are wonderful. I have not tried them and I don't feel the need or want to try them. Um, but there are so many other uh, plants that are not psychoactive that can be used daily. So things like blue lotus. If you um, research the history of blue lotus, it's so freaking amazing. It's so interesting. Like the Egyptians have been using blue lotus for like centuries and they 
they basically knew like the magic of these flowers. I think a lot of people use blue lotus for uh, lucid dreaming. Again, I'm not really into um, lucid dreaming. I haven't done a lot of research on it. And I don't know if I'm kind of ready to do that at this point in my life. But yeah, it's 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 just it's such a beautiful flower. And its properties are seriously magical. So blue lotus is one. Um, ceremonial cacao. I mean, I, I have not well, this is my second episode. So haven't really talked about ceremonial cacao, but oh my God, I start my day with ceremonial cacao every single morning. And, you know, it's it's also known as a heart opener. It just, I, I cannot really describe how it makes me feel. It just makes me feel good. And it opens you up. Like it opens your heart chakra. It definitely opens your crown chakra. So you just, like, I love drinking ceremonial cacao in the morning while I'm journaling because I just feel like the messages flow through. And I just, I feel better. I need to make uh, another episode like specifically for ceremonial cacao and how I've been using it and how it's been making me feel because I think I could talk like 30 to 40 minutes about it. But other than that, there are so many herbs. I believe um, ashwagandha is also one that is really, really good to um, enhance your intuition. So yes, plant magic, I'm all for it. And you don't have to take the psychedelics to open up your um, intuition and to open up your crown chakra and your heart chakra. The third tip is to pay attention to your surroundings. I also spoke a little about this in the last episode, and this falls under awareness. Just being aware and present in the moment can help to strengthen your intuition because, again, it helps you to see what exactly you're drawn to and what your soul or the universe wants you to specifically focus on. So pay attention to sounds, sights, smells, and the feelings of what's around you. And this is a good practice to uh, make you more aware, but also don't overdo it. You know, when you get a message from the universe, from spirit, you will know. It feels different. Like it just resonates and it feels like it clicks. So don't be thinking that, you know, every flower you see is a sign and don't look for it because that's not the point. The point is you will know when it's a sign because it'll just make sense and it'll, it'll just, it'll, it'll feel different. I'll just know when it's a sign. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know what else to say. Like, you just know, you just know. All right. The next tip is feel the sensations in your body. What does a yes feel like? And what does a no feel like? And you can play around with this. So the next time you feel those feelings, you know, what's a yes and what's a no. And to get your yes and no, you would have to spend some time and, you know, maybe in uh, meditation or not not even like deep in meditation, but just take some time to be still and just ask the universe, you know, like I want to know what a yes feels like in my body and I want to know what a no feels like in my body. So the next time you want to make decisions or, you know, you're with someone, like when that feeling comes up, you know exactly um, if it's a yes or a no. So you could be with somebody that's, you know, for example, totally right for you. Then you'll you'll start feeling your yes in your body. Or you could be making a decision that you're excited about and then suddenly 
you start to feel no in your body and you're like, oops, okay, I guess this is my intuition telling me that this is not for me right now. But again, try to 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 take your left brain out of this because like I said, you do need to know the difference between fear and intuition. So um, sometimes, like I said, if we're making a decision that we're so excited about and then suddenly like this no feeling creeps up in your body, you start to feel like, oh, that's that's probably my fear. So it, it takes a practice. Um, so definitely leave your biases and your left brain out of this because sometimes as humans, it's easy to get a little mixed up and also to be biased. But at the same time, um, I think it was uh, Deepak Chopra that says that there is no such thing as a bad decision because bad decisions would mean that um, the universe rewards you for one thing and punishes you for uh, another. So I don't believe there is such a thing as a bad decision, but I do believe that there is a thing as you know, right timing. When when a no creeps up in your body, it doesn't necessarily mean like, no, this is bad. Like you shouldn't do this. It's just like, maybe this is not the path that you want to take right now, but if you want to take it, go ahead. You know, like we all have free will, but it's just good to know. It's just good to get these little gentle, subtle um, guidance. You know, I don't want to say warning. It's It's basically just guidance. And at the end of the day, the Um, decision is always in our hands because we have free will. The next tip, I don't even know what number we're on, but the next tip is keep a dream journal. This is so important. Our dreams really are a portal to another dimension. Some dreams are, you know, completely mumbo jumbo. It's like your subconscious mind releasing junk throughout the night and it's just a way to remove all of those thoughts. But other dreams are truly a gateway to your unconscious mind, which is where your soul sense lives. So have a journal because your dreams can fade from your conscious mind easily. I sleep with a journal beside my bed only because I don't want to see a phone screen in the middle of the night, like three in the morning. Um, When I wake up um, in the middle of the night and I remember signs and symbols and dates and names in my dreams, I just want to quickly write them all down because I know that when I wake up like three hours later, I will completely forget about all of this. The next tip is practice. So test your intuition. I love doing this with my brother. I basically have him think of a number and then telepathically send um telepathically tell him to send that number into my third eye. I know it sounds crazy, but 98% of the time, we always say the same number. So both of us are usually like, oh my God, how the hell did that happen? But again, it's not surprising. You know, intuition is a muscle. We can all work on it. And you can do this with cards too. So simple deck of cards, you can play around with it, shuffle it, and then say that you only want to draw red cards. So you set that um, intention of only drawing red cards and then shuffle it, pick a few cards, and then, you know, be prepared to be surprised. But also not because intuition is normal. The last tip is to trust yourself. This is the most important tip. If you think you are not intuitive, then you probably will not be able to strengthen your intuition. 
But if you keep saying every single day that I'm an intuitive being, it's my natural state, this is normal, being intuitive is normal, then you would probably be able to cultivate your intuition easier. Again, whatever you say becomes your belief. So if you believe that you're not intuitive, then, well, the universe is like, cool, gonna give you more situations where you feel like you're definitely not intuitive. But if you're open to it and you just trust it, you trust yourself, then yeah, you you will be surprised. Just trust your nudges. You know, listen to your inner voice from your heart. There's a voice in our heart and there's a voice in our head. So every day you have a choice, right? You have a choice to listen to your heart or listen to your head. And like I said, fear and intuition, now you know how to differentiate it. Fear, I mean, the voice in your head is very chatty, uh, makes you feel scared. The voice from your heart will never, ever make you feel guilty, make you feel scared doubtful, but just just practice. Practice um, feeling what intuition feels like, and you'll be able to start switching the soul sense on and off anytime. And it's not even really a switch. It'll just come to you. Like you just know, oh, okay, yeah, this is coming from my soul, and this is coming from my head. So you'll just be able to kind of differentiate the mind chatter and the heart messages. So you probably know I'm all about the third eye, like my uh, podcast art is, you know, with my third eye open. But intuition is also, um, I think it it lives within your heart chakra as much as your third eye. And again, this is not woo-woo, you know, this is not spiritual, like this is not spiritual shit. Like, oh my God, you're using your intuition. You're so woke and you're so spiritual. Like, no, as humans, we have intuition. And this is this is as simple as taking a different road or like a different way when you're driving because you feel the other one is weird. We all have intuition. We're all intuitive beings and we probably use it every day without realizing it. But if you want to be more open to the magic of uh, the universe, this is a muscle that we have to work on. And it's possible. It's possible. I mean, I'm a living example of this. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I am so glad that I went through all of that in, I believe, less than 30 minutes, I think, I hope. I appreciate all of you listening to this so much. I love talking. I hope you guys have an awesome day and week ahead. I love you and keep working on that soul sense. Keep working on your soul sense. Keep working on your intuition. You are so powerful. Like you just have to remember how powerful you are. You are literally made of magic. I just have to say that. And I'm probably going to say that like every single episode because I want people to wake up and remember their power. You can literally do and be anything you want once you live consciously from your soul. All right, that's it for me. I'm checking out. I love you guys. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Soul Sense. I would love to connect with you on my Instagram. You can follow me at Midnight Moon Club. Also, please don't forget to like this episode over on iTunes. Leave a review while you're at it and follow this podcast so you never, ever miss an episode.